You're listening to a Flawless Noises Media Network production. Welcome back to another episode of the Ratchet Ramblers Podcast, which is be by Flawless Noises Media. I am one of your hosts. I am Jeremy. Uh, my AKA for today will be a serious one, and that is uh, do not let propaganda. Do not let people who are not tuned into social media file for propaganda about these strikes. Support the workers, support labor. I approve this and, message. And also, if you... Oh, hey, everybody, it's Candace. Um, don't be friends with people who cross picket lines. Yeah. Because every everything that people could strike for, there are places that where the people aren't striking. And maybe they aren't extremely happy, but at least the employer is listening enough to meet some of their demands. But like just purposely crossing a picket line, trash. And you don't want to be associated with trash people because being associated with trash ultimately makes you trash. Because if you stand next to trash, nobody knows who stinks. That's the word, ours. Okay. Um, This, I don't have an AKA. I just want to say that since the departure of Monique Samuels, there have been two, count them, two assaults on that show. Uh, yeah. And let me, let me, I just want to say, Carlos King did like his little you Instagram live vlog shit. And one thing I want us, I want us to stop doing is acting like Monique was fired from Potomac. Monique was not fired. She quit. She had received her contract and her champagne glass despite threatening to unalive Candace. Okay. Andy was a hundred percent behind Monique. Monique was just a coward and she left. I want to get that out the way Two, Will there be private security and so on and so forth after this fight that has leaked to TMZ? Um, because it's Wendy's friend who knocked Deborah in her motherfucking head. Not only that, it was an actual fight. Unlike the shit that was with Monique and Candace, that was a shoving match at best. This was an actual fight. Because when Little Miss Badskin, Mia, <laughs> was running around with all those craters in her face, throwing drinks on people, putting her hands on people, hitting them with purses and shit. The the light skin coalition didn't feel a need for private security. They didn't fear for their lives or any of any of that other bullshit. So I'm wondering if it's because it's Wendy's friend and they loathe Wendy. Will we be back to the rigmarole? Oh, Feeling rigmarole. like one one needs private security and all that kind of bullshit. To be honest, Wendy's friend, I haven't even taken time to learn your name yet. You should have started knocking all them hoes in the head. You should have just lined them up and knocked them down. But they're saying that the fight started because Deborah threw a drink in Candace's face. And there's a there's a reoccurring theme here. And it seems to be that Candace got a ton of mouth and just cannot back it up. Which is usually the case with those types. Because some woman that you don't know from a can of paint shouldn't have to bust a bitch in the face on your behalf. You talk too motherfucking much. You was just on the internet talking shit, throwing shots, throwing jabs at Monique uh, and Chris Samuels filing for a divorce while sitting up there married to that broke motherfucking cracker with multiple baby mamas 
who is not a present and accounted for father while talking about y'all trying to get motherfucking pregnant. I'll be honest. I didn't dislike you that much in the last season, but you got too much dip on your chip. You got a lot to say to be married to a motherfucker who sat up and laid up with you while your mama was helping pay part of y'all's mortgage. That's so that you married a cracker with one foot in and one foot out the goddamn door where his kids is fucking concerned. You mm. made that man your motherfucking assistant. It was it was more cost effective for him to run behind you as your assistant than him to go out and get a real motherfucking job. Still, you are not you are not one, you are not one the, of them. You don't own the restaurant no more. He no, he ain't been. He never owned a restaurant. He was just a head chef, I guess. Because remember last season he was working at a rooftop bar. Yeah, yeah, you right, you right, you right, you right. Yeah. I ain't trying to be funny, but you are not one of them. You are not married to some super wealthy, just got it, money bags ass white man. You married down. Chris Bassett don't even have more money than Chris Samuels now. So yo, you you probably got what's coming to you. I'm sorry, I don't care. You talk too fucking much. You think you untouchable. Now, after this fight then broke out and you didn't got a, think, a drink thrown in your face, we finna have to see you sniffling into a tissue all motherfucking season. <laughs> that meme. <laughs> yeah, damn. That is one of my favorite memes, though. Mama well, do have sure, a tissue. Just, all she do is keep a tissue and cry. She got a tissue for every scene, I'll tell you what. Hello. But now, I, first of all, I want to say shout out to everybody that tagged us. Uh, on our individual accounts as well as the show page for seeing that fight. And I'm pretty sure y'all tagged us because y'all know what we, what we was going to say because, and I tweeted this, uh, I think it was last night or one of the nights. Y'all blame on my head, not my heart. I just want to know, is it going to be after school special? Like, like regardless of what you feel about can, about that, that pushing match and Monique and Candace, whatever. I just want to know, is it going to be another fucking after school special about violence and the image of black women? That's all I want to know. That's all I want to know. Because if it ain't, y'all played in my fucking face with all that goddamn performing years later. I still ain't forgot. Yep. Anyway, moving on. <clears throat> yep. Well, we off to the fucking races, so let's go. Um, All the shows kind of gave it. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> Except for one. Uh, okay, well, we'll start off with the one that didn't really give, but it gave enough for this dragon. Um, First things first, uh, Marlo is a weirdo. And She's not just a weirdo with the women. She's a weirdo, period. And it shows because she got really weird about that man she was dating really quickly. Talk about she don't like no man that like to go out and like to party. The man own a bar and a steakhouse, for God's sake. What do you think he does? <laughs> he owns a fucking restaurant. What do you, what do you, he's social by nature. She's one of the motherfucker. she's wanting the motherfucker to be on the couch watching sports center all day. But it is what it is. I don't I don't ever want you to be happy because you're a fucking terrible person. <laughs> oh, you know, we can leave it right there. That is fucking um, hilarious. <laughs> oh, bitch, I don't ever want you to be happy. I don't ever want you to be happy. What, what so. Curtis used to say? Suffer. Suffer. <laughs> Peace be unto everybody but you. I hope your blessings miss, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I hope your blessings miss. <laughs> we need that on a t-shirt. I hope your blessings miss. That is hilarious. Prayers for everybody around you, but not you. Right. Um, I don't care about Sonya and this mommy nation bullshit. Um, it sounds whole tippy. 
if I'm not mistaken, it is like a maybe it's a good cause. I don't know. I don't care about it. I don't desire science presence in any capacity because for her to be a deck the one of the most decorated women on this show, accomplishment wise, standing next to Candy, I would say Candy, Sanya, Kenya, you just are a fucking dick rider and you're insufferable and I do not care about you, your family dealings, your family going on, or none of that shit. And what I can say is Drew is dingy than a motherfucker. You look up dingbat in the dictionary and you're going to see Drew. Dingbat Drew. But at least she stand up in her shit. At least she don't need a click to, to try to get her shit off. I just, Sonya is weird. And so prayers down to you too and Mommy Nation and everything you do. Um, Mommy Nation shall crumble. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be here all week. So I wanna I wanna talk about this scene with the OGs where Sheree gets uh Lisa Wu, Kim Zosiak, and Deshaun Snow, and they're sitting around having dinner. And I just okay, sure. I think it's disingenuous. I think it's unrealistic. And I think that you will, I don't think, I, I don't think they'll ever have the ratings that they once had until some peace is made between Andy and Nene Leakes. And Nene was wrong. She was wrong for how she handled things. But a lot of people have drawn a line in the sand behind them trying to bring back everybody but Nene, them cutting Nene out of former scenes when they roll the footage back and shit like that. Like, Andy is going the mile to act like Nene was not an integral piece of the success of Real Housewives of Atlanta. And yes, I know the last two seasons Nene was on there, the ratings were mid, but that's because Nene didn't give us much. Not only did she not give us much... And it was intentional. And to add to that... I I also like the fact that some people act like it that the, those ratings being bad was all Nene's fault, as if the rest of the cast was also given like they're all in terms of like storylines and drama and stuff because everybody was bad, including was Nene me. on the season with with Bolo Gate. Yes, I with, think so. When yes. Portia, when they was trying to figure out if Portia fuck Bolo. Yes, she was, yes. With, that was her last season, right? Yeah. That season was some mid all in all. Yeah. Like, the focal point of that fucking season was who did Portia fuck a male stripper consensually. Right. That was the highlight of the season and you saying, and motherfuckers talking about Nene was the problem. All right, man. All right. Okay. Now, I admit that I don't necessarily want to see Nene back on Real Housewives of Atlanta. I think that a disservice is being done by her not maybe trying to move over to own and really put together something that shows life after losing somebody that you have been with for as long as she was with Greg and what, you know, and all the mess that has gone on with her and this uh, scamming ass African man she dated after Greg passed away and how they've broken up, and he was married when he was messing with Nene. Like, there's some missed opportunities there. I don't think she needs Real Housewives of Atlanta or Bravo to get her shit off. 
I do think Nene can hold down the fort herself just because she got so much shit going on. The son was fighting for his life. The other son is a petty crook and got all the motherfucking and, and they, she got multiple grandbabies now. She was dating this married man who looked like a scammer moving on after Greg and shit like that. She got enough to build her own show and not need housewives. But I just think a lot of the fans, a lot of the OG fans of Atlanta have drawn a line in the sand. And until her and Andy get some shit right, I don't think they'll ever see the same ratings they used to see. Well, I think part of that also is not only have the fans drawn a line in the sand, hell, Bravo and Andy themselves has too, because, you know, to your point earlier, like that scene kind of encapsulates it. Like you have all of these OG cast members together, some of whom ain't spoken in hella, like in 64 moons. What is the glue that binded them all together? Nene. So it's like you can't, on in, in terms of Bravo, you can't be like, fuck Nene, but also let's bring up all of these things and bring up, the, bring these people together and bring up all these storylines and stuff that Nene is integral to and was integral to the success of Housewives. You can't say fuck Nene, but also want to use her likeness. That ain't how that works. It's not how it works. And then, like I said, when y'all roll footage back, y'all trying to cut her out of out of footage that she's very obviously in. It's like you're going to, going a mile to erase her. And again, we can acknowledge how she handled things when Andy was wrong, but trying to erase her impact on Real Housewives of Atlanta is not going to get those ratings back for you. If anything, you alienating your fan base because, again, a lot of people are still, you know, OG longtime fans and still it's, so fuck good. It's people who did not watch Real Housewives of Atlanta that use the memes and the gifs and the slang and the sayings and the shade that came from Lanethia Leaks. Exactly. Now, why am I in this? I said, like, what I said. A like, Trump check. Hello? Her bob, it was curled under. My man, under. my man, my man. <laughs> <laughs> like, integral. And so, we could be honest about that. Next. After a lot of the women stated that Kim Zosiak is racist, prejudiced, and ignorant, why keep bringing her back to this show to prove them right? Nene clocked her. Kenya clocked her. Phaedra clocked her. Several other women clocked her about the things that she says and does. And it it definitely is racist. So when Kenya gets brought up, she says, oh, gosh, she's still alive. Bitch, what you mean? Why would you even say that? It's power in the tongue. Maybe white people don't hold that much because white people don't got ancestors. So, you know, <laughs> descendants at best. <laughs> but what makes you feel like you can say shit like that? Especially, and Go ahead, friend. Especially from a motherfucker whose last thing that we knew of was them trying to was them trying to pimp that pimp her daughter out to John no, Legend. Especially to a bitch that's broke and been begging to get her motherfucking ass back on Bravo to get a Bravo check. That's a lot of motherfucking nerve and audacity from a broke bitch. A broke, a broke white bitch. 
Hey, remember you the know last... how pathetic you gotta be to squander away your privilege and end up broke again. You better go back to opening your legs to marry me and we're we're Mister. What, what was the uh? What was the the married nigga she was fucking named? What she was calling him? I have no big I don't daddy. Play, I, I I try to forget demons, so I, I don't even know no more. And Kenya clocked her ass and was like, through everything you've been through, right? Everything you've been through, the divorce, the bankruptcy, the going broke, you know, begging to get back on the show, looking motherfucking old, offering your daughter throat up to John fucking legend. I still ain't never said no shit like that to you, but you would feel comfortable saying some shit like that to me. And bitch, I don't even speak on you. It's up from here, ho. It's up from here. And this is why I don't feel like this white bitch should be on this predominantly black show. If they want her back on Bravo so motherfucking bad, put the bitch on, uh, put her on motherfucking, uh, another show. But why keep bringing her on this show to antagonize black women and say shit that's totally out of character like that with no repercussion? But we've been, we've been clocked Andy for shit like that. And this is why Andy and Carlos King don't fuck with each other because they two sides of the same coin. But that was fucking lousy to me. And this is why we don't need no OGs back on the show. Ain't none of you hoes married no more. Kim, you barely married. Oh, yeah, I forgot about the shit about child negligence. Croy saying that one of your friends kidnapped the kids. Uh, Domestic disputes, police being called to y'all motherfucking house and everything else. Bitch... Are you still? I'm surprised you still alive, ho, because you did. You're down bad. You're down in the dirt. I mean, the last time we saw her on TV, she looked dead. So I mean, and she looked more dead. She looked deader. The deadest looking bitch on our TV screen on Sundays. Well, you you remember that reunion where she wore that red dress? (laughs) 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 She was on the looking like Doug Funny. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Kim Funzi. Just a goddamn fool and an idiot. I can't stand shit like that. White people be thinking they can say any old thing to black women. I don't give a fuck how much you do or don't don't care for Kenya. Watch your motherfucking mouth. It's, I'm, she's still alive. Bitch, is you? <laughs> is your kids still sucking dick for concert tickets? <laughs> Bitches, you is hilarious. Uh, get you some motherfucking business, ho. Damn. I don't care about shit else that happened in this episode. Moving on. Black Ink LA. Um, okay. Why is I Am still a part of this show? <laughs> I feel like we say that every week. Why are KP <laughs> and Tim still filming? <laughs> y'all feel- lost two fucking artists because y'all are doing everything. If it's ink art music, find another thing for the I. Y'all is not doing ink. Y'all, the I should stand for irritating because that's what y'all are. Like, Come on. Like, I feel like we say that every week, but every week they continue to give us reasons to say it. I just, like you, you keep... literally lost the tattoo artist who tattooed Nipsey Hussle and the fucking iconic marathon flags. Especially, like, wasn't that one of the claim to fame? Like, when is that that we have that artist? Yeah. And then you lose them. Because she's asking y'all to be more present. To be the fucking bosses that y'all keep telling everybody y'all are. And we, who the fuck is Ryan with his bad advice giving ass? Black, nah, Mag ain't even open no more. I, yeah. Like, like I get around with trying to help, but sir, my nigga, partner, family, sir, 
brother, my brother in ink. <laughs> this this ain't the time nor the place where you not the nigga currently to try to defuse this situation. You got this your former motherfucking tattoo artist on Twitter being walked like a fucking dog, butt naked in the street. Like everybody, like, ca- everybody catch a stray because you ride. I'm gonna need you. To, I'm gonna need you to step off the gas, my my. I'm gonna my need brother. you to get off the gas, my guy. You got Don out here making eighty three two be fucking movies. <laughs> Four out here uh, letting his fucking freak flag fly. I don't know where Drea is on fucking New York, not doing shit, arguing. You was the last motherfucker to give advice. Charmaine quit. She just keep having ugly baby after ugly baby after ugly baby. <laughs> oh, no, not the baby. Pum pum. Everybody could get astray. <laughs> Everybody. Oh, <laughs> Nick still to go. Yeah, they married. Mm. Boy, genetics was wilding. Anyways, <laughs> I, I mean, it's, it's just you're not the person to give that advice. Okay, you're a traveling tattoo artist now. Yeah, I could see if Nine Mag was open and y'all still had a tight ship, but Ryan, my guy, my guy. I'm with Ink Bomb. I would have left. I'm with Alana. I would have left. After a motherfucker put their hands on me unjustified, threw a chemical solution in my fucking eyes, and y'all acting like it's no big deal, talking about now that it's over, it, let's just let it be over. Then talking about if you ain't with, if you ain't with I am, fuck you too. Well, I'm gone. Tim I am gone. That. Tim did that. He was so nasty to Alana. As a business owner, as a manager, as somebody who is integral to keeping a business running successfully, you should have been fucking mortified that one of your employees tried to injure another one of your employees in a public space where y'all supposed to be showing how talented y'all are. At a fucking convention, my At a fucking convention right next to your fucking competition. Embarrassing. But see, this is why this is why since day one, friend, and you since day one, back when it was just Compton, this is why I have never and will will never see it for Tim and KP. They are not two niggas interested in doing business, having business acumen, being professional, actually growing and promoting uh black ink and art. They are just two dumbass niggas who wanna just be loud and wrong. And be on TV, and it's and it's and emphasis on the line on the wrong in Tim in Tim's case because he's just a stupid ass nigga that wear bucket hats. Yeah, because nigga, and, it, it, nigga, this should be a goddamn HRPR nightmare. Yeah, and if it was any other business, not even any other business, anybody with half a goddamn brain cell would know that this could this is this was serious. This nigga, some nigga that could have been that you are dealing with ink chemical. Like so that that's that is a serious. Somebody could be permanently hurt or scarred for that shit, and you just motherfuckers like, oh well, it's over now. Move fast, bitch. Excuse me. Yep. Or how would you feel like if somebody took some glue and glued that goddamn ugly ass bucket hat to your fucking skull? I, I bet you won't move past it. Then you fuck ass nigga. Exactly. I don't like that nigga. I don't. I don't like him and KP, especially Tim. I, I've definitely been more vocal about hating Tim than KP, but I, I don't like. I, I just don't like him. Never have. Never will. Yeah. Same. And then to try to get fly with the uh the OG nigga, the Mexican nigga, when he wasn't doing nothing but giving y'all game and telling y'all the truth. Man said, just because I don't like something don't mean I'm leaving right away. What I'm saying is we got some shit to work on. Like, they need to they need to let that man run that shop. 
They need to turn the keys over to him and give him free reign to get that shop up and running because I guarantee he could. Because he actually knows what the fuck he's doing. Like, and these motherfuckers, sorry, Jeremy, this shit ran me hot. These motherfuckers still think it's everybody but them. Exactly. That's my biggest issue with them. They never want to take accountability and they never want to take a step back and reflect on their actions and behavior and think, you know what? My bad. I didn't handle this properly. This could have been done differently. I was in the wrong. I'm going to do better. I'm going to try to work, do better and make steps make steps to be better so we can make this shop the best that it, it can possibly be. They never do that shit. It is literally, it's always everyone else's fault but theirs. Yep. They have the most to say about everybody else while doing the least. Talking about some fucking music. Nobody wants that fucking music, bro. Ain't nobody listening to that shit but y'all. Nobody is asking damn, I wonder when KP coming out with some new heat. Ain't nobody asking for a Tim feature, you bum-ass nigga. And I guess my thing is, Tim's supposed to be the shop manager. Why he? Why you need his involvement with the music? As a matter of fact, if he the shop manager, he's supposed to keep the shop going while you do the music. This nigga has lost sight. And I truly believe that they just wanted to tie up some loose ends in this season. I think when we get the next season of Black Ink LA, it's just going to be all enigma. I hope to God that it is. I think it'll be all enigma. Please, God, let it be. We do let's shut this shit down. I don't want to see KP and Tim on my screen no goddamn more. At all. At all. Um, speaking of enigma, uh, who okay, this cat shop, right? Yes. Who the fuck gave that nigga the authority to tell somebody whether they was hired or fired? <laughs> Niggas know they be crazy. This this is a full example of how cishet men ruin everything. Who the fuck is you to undermine that woman's shop and authority? She ain't say who was hired or not. I think that that girl is super jealous of Barbie. I think her whole like mental meltdown she had was fucking weird. Do you think it was performative? No, I think she really feels like she's in competition with Barbie. And it's going to be a sore loser if she's not hired. Mm. I don't want to give the people in Enigma too much credit because they are goofy and shit like that. But I really hope that they saw her true colors because Barbie handled that shit like a pro. Yeah, yeah. I agree with that. Because that shit could have went totally left with how that girl was disrespecting her unprovoked. Definitely could have been fist flying. So I do want to give kudos to Barbie because she handled that like a G. Um, it looked like in the preview, Cat gonna set the Oliver, whatever the nigga name, super straight. And it looked like they're gonna hire Barbie because that girl, Danielle, walking out talking about, well, he wasn't saying all that when my toes was in his mouth. I... <laughs> <laughs> so we're gonna have another rock and crystal situation. At Enigmas, is is this what I'm... No, it's that... going to be worse because... Because that's what I got when I heard that for the preview. That's what I... That's, that's immediately where my mind went. I was like, oh. Mm-mm. I mean, but if some toes was in some mouths, now you you know what? I would like to see that. You. Uh, you know, I, I... Hey, hey. I'm on my four shit. <laughs> well, in that case, it would be some toes and holes if it was... That man booty hole is always on the internet. <laughs> it's a um, booty hole. I'm looking forward to that. And then 
I want to see if the pre if they just cut it crazy or if Kevin really told Nelly her taking some time off from the shop because her wife divorcing her is bullshit. I just want to see what's what. Sorry. That's it. Yeah. I think overall, uh, again, I know it, it does get annoying because, um, we again, we say it every, every week, but it's just everything about Cat Shop and Enigma is just so much more interesting than the bullshit over there at Art to whatever the fuck KP and Tim got. I agree. It's just, it's frustrating because you get good content on one side and then they are hell-bent on forcing, like you said, Candace, almost feeling like just, just we have to include them because originally they were here and we're just wrapping up blue sins. And it's just like, bro, it's it, it's not, it's the, the biggest thing is they don't make you care. They don't. Like, I, yeah. like, Everything that's going on in Cat Shop with Cat in Cat Shop, the artists there, the people there, it's interesting. They make us give a damn. KP and Tim, because they are so goddamn insufferable, it make it tunes you out. It makes you not give a shit. Yep. I personally would like for everybody that's except for Tim and KP, I would like for the artists there to be integrated into Cat Shop more. That yeah. for me personally, but they tied to take the Tim and KP stupid ass. Agreed. Big Fish don't have these motherfuckers on my TV screen next season. Oh, we, I, I'm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Well, this is a perfect time to take a break. We'll be back after this message from sponsors, and then we'll get into the Carlos King part of the show. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We are back, we are back, we are back, and we're about to get into our own shows. Uh, I think, let's start with Love and Marriage Detroit. I tweeted that this show is quickly becoming one of the shows with the worst husbands. Yes. We're on episode four, and every fucking husband on this show is gaslighting their goddamn wife and being disingenuous and disrespectful and... and 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 secretive and and full of shit and ugly and ugly i just and the women the women are different too i want to start with christina and brandon that motherfucker wouldn't even have a key to be able to walk in my house after being gone for days after an argument where he was gaslighting me because i would have had the dogs changed he would have to ring the doorbell to get in my house he would not be welcome in my home y'all are married even if y'all are not seeing eye to eye, you, where the fuck have you been sleeping? Right. Where have you been laying your motherfucking head? And why do you think you finna just come back in my house and act like shit all good? If you don't have enough respect for me to bring your motherfucking ass home, even if you want to sleep on the couch, sleep in the kids room, sleep in the basement, sleep on the floor next to our bed, whatever the fuck, bring your motherfucking ass home. Period. He is... He gaslights her so much, it's a little scary. Yeah. it Not only is it scary, it's a clear sign of manipulation and control. Because she absolutely is not wrong. Could she potentially be a little insecure? Sure. 
Did you help foster those insecurities? Absolutely. Are you continuing to pile insecurities on top of insecurities by being a fucking liar and being deceitful and playing games and gaslighting her? Yes, you are the problem. Exactly. Like you, 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 you fought you, you, you foster the seeds of doubt, insecurity, lack of communication, and instead of again, it's it is literally the same shit. I was just saying about KP and Tim on LA, on Black Ink LA. Instead of taking a moment to self-reflect and be like, hey, my behavior has not been the best. My lack of communication has absolutely not been the best. And it is furthering the disconnect between me and my wife because of my past actions. And while I might not be repeating my past actions, my lack of communication and understanding why my wife is sensitive to two things because of my past actions, let me move different. Let me be better. Let me do better. It's like, nope, nah, you the problem. It's not me, it's you. Even though I literally did the shit that is the problem that we're facing currently. No, that's you. You just got to relax. You got to chill. Don't ask me nothing. Yep, I agree. I agree. Um... Uh, Latoya and Anthony. Woo, boy! <laughs> I, I listen. Go ahead, this go is ahead. a perfect example of why people need to go sit on that lady's fucking couch and stop acting like everything is okay. Th- that's you. You be. It's fine. I'm really over it. It's fine. But you are harboring so much resentment for your fucking wife and your family and your friends and your loved ones because they didn't support you. And the thing, the part that's getting on my fucking nerve is you didn't stand up for your fucking self. Mm. You just laid down and was like, okay, okay, I'm the man and I'm supposed to, okay. That is an antiquated way of thinking. Yeah. Old and antiquated. Doesn't serve anybody. And we see the results of that because now you bitter at everybody. At everybody. And the other part is people have the term community misconstrued because... I don't give a fuck who you are. You do not belong in my motherfucking marriage. Yo, yo mama, my mama, yo daddy, my daddy, nobody. When it comes to decisions about me, you and our kids, I'm not accepting a whole bunch of outside noise and information. I don't give a fuck who's the pastor and the person at the club. They the worst ones. Hello. Speaking of antiquated. And it's crazy to hear Latoya talk about going to church every Sunday and shit like that. When I don't, I, I don't get a spirit of kindness from her. That'd be my thing with real churchy, churchy people. They take their ass to church like clockwork and still are no better than they were before they entered it. Because they're not, they're not receiving the Holy Spirit. They're receiving a messy spirit. For sure. I just really think that based on all the information we've heard from her and him, that she's a really fucked up person for giving him an ultimatum on an opportunity that was really amazing. Yeah. Uh, The biggest takeaway is that it's just, it never seemed like there was any type of, any type of attempt at compromise. Cause I feel like, and maybe I might be, I might be forgetting something from early episodes, but looking at this like first first of all <laughs> i ain't gonna lie like seeing him like ugly cry when he already ugly that i know that was a serious role but that shit had me in tears number one. Oh my god <laughs> who was supposed to be here for me <laughs> bro i was up here crackling 
I was cackling, laughing, and then they cry. But so that's number one. Number two, it just maybe it was a lack of communication on his part. Maybe it was a lack of communication on her part. It's just like it just seemed like why was the no like attempt at compromise about this some something that could have been life changing for all parties involved. Yeah, like what what uh. What are we missing? Yeah, someone because what are just, we missing? Because it ain't curling all the way over. Something, yeah. In what world do you force your husband to turn down an opportunity to work with Disney and Marvel? I please help me understand that. I need to know. Like, was it something where you was doing something and it just wasn't, it wouldn't have been conductive to either of you for him to move and take that job and y'all have to move or uproot or something. Like, what is it? Like, it's got to be more information because the fact that there was no type of talk about a compromise and the fact that he's this bitter and resentful about it, because it seems like there was no talks of anything, of any kind, like something is not curling over. And if y'all, excuse me, if y'all ain't going to give us the whole thing, then Don't that give us a, none of it. Yes, exactly. Keep it to your motherfucking self. Because, I, I, again, I'm just trying to understand. The kids were in vir- school virtually. They could have been traveling back and forth if they needed to as well. Y'all always talking about money and this, that, and the third. Y'all could have hired a, a, a in-home tutor or something. Something don't make sense. You just, you just forced this man to turn over this opportunity and that was that? No. It's, a, it's something. It's a truth. It's like three truths and a lie going on. Some is not clean. Some in some in them greens is gritty. For sure, that milk curdled. The, <laughs> the milk's gone bad, Murphy. Um, something about Kobe and Russell. He seems like a get rich quick scheme type of nigga. Mm-hmm. Like he he want to do something that he think gonna bring him in money quick, and when he realizes he don't, he move on to the next harebrained scheme. It's giving PP loan. Yeah, it's definitely giving PPP loans. Yeah. Like, it's it's weird because this man just told you getting a gym up and running is not going to be a cakewalk. You're not going to be able to sit back and just watch the money pour in. So why are you trying to do that? What happened with Divinity School? How are you going to try to become a pastor and then get a gym up and running and then go tell your wife, well, when I when things need to be managed, you could fill in the gaps. And I was glad she checked you. Like, no, this is not that. This is not that. I need to know what the fuck is going on. Mm-mm. This series shows you what a lot of men think leadership looks like in their marriage, in their homes. This is what a lot of men think leadership is. is. They make a decision and everybody falls in line. The they don't not. They do not partner with their partners they try to lead them by dragging them along and trying to force them to do whatever they want them to do that is not leadership that is not partnership that is not love that is not companionship but they are a great example of how most men view leadership in a relationship and as you can see these motherfuckers is is with the exception of maybe anthony Okay, because he was trying to lead his family to a Marvel bag. But these <laughs> other two niggas is basically leading their wives to no fucking where. Friend, do you who you think is wrong, Christina or Kobe? Hmm. I can see both. Yeah, I was going to say, like, I see a little bit of both. First of all, I want to... Do you think 
they're, I mean, granted, we just, you know, like you just articulated, all of these couples have problems. But do they seem the most, we just here for the legal benefits of being married of everybody? Because they, they, it don't seem like they like each other to me, like at all. Something is very weird. Like with all it's... the other couples, at least, you know, they have their problems. But at the very least, I can see they like each other or at one point like each, liked each other. Like it's, you know, it's it's like they got problems, but they still like are interested in being together. With with them, with 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 them two, they just don't seem like I will they say this. Like each other? There is enough space for many influencers, especially black women. However, I do agree. When you found out that your friend was already in in the process of doing a collaboration with the same brand you want to do a collaboration with, you were supposed to back off. You weren't supposed to try to insert yourself into that collaboration. And I absolutely agree with Christina. It basically is reading like you're trying to eat off my plate while doing none of the work. If we're going to collab together, we should be sitting down brainstorming and taking those ideas to other brands together. You don't get to come in on it come in the middle or the end of my brand deal and try to insert yourself. If anything, see how my shit turns out, be supportive of my shit. And then let's turn around and get you a, a collaboration with the same brand. Let's figure it, let's tweak it in a different way. And then I support your shit as well. But that's like, Jeremy, you doing your job. You do most of the job at the end. I come in like, bro, let me help you out. And let's split, let's split the paycheck. You're going to be like, motherfucker, huh? <laughs> I have done 80 to 90% of the fucking work, and you think you finna come in on the tail end and, and we going to split see? No, no, absolutely not. Christina was not being unreasonable. And Kobe trying to paint Christina as selfish and this, that, and the third is very fucking manipulative, much like her bullshit ass, want to own a gym ass husband. That girl secured that brand deal and that ambassador deal on her fucking own and so she should get to do it on her fucking own and then maybe she and Kobe can think of a way to collaborate with the same brand for a separate deal it's like coming in on uh on a it's like trying to come in on a group project and take and put your name like on the you on contributed the two slides to the powerpoint now you think you're supposed to get equal credit yeah it, there you go thank you now i again Something about uh, Brandon just rubs me the wrong fucking way. It's the way he talks to his wife and other women that I truly cannot fucking stand. This is not the first or second time he has been unnecessarily nasty to Kobe. And in the great words, in the words of the great Greg Leakes, I'm all about swag. I'm not in women's business. There is no reason for you to be condescending and nasty to Kobe. Looking like a Kobe cat. Like, no, stay out of that shit. You knee deep in her shit and you can't even get your shit back together. You trying to be in the club to, to garner talent for this fucking label that doesn't do shit. You got bigger fucking fish to fry, whole ass nigga, with that little ass man bun. We still have yet to see any profitable receipts of his. What's the name of the label? Was the Star it? Factory? Yeah, the Star Factory. We have yet to see any profitable results from the Star Factory. Yeah, like I'm just, I just thought that was out of line. I think that Kobe and Christina 
needed to go sit down and really explain to each other where the other was coming from. I understand Kobe admiring and respecting Christina to the point that she would love to collaborate with her and work with her, but I don't think she went about it the right way. And I understand Christina saying, hey, this is my shit that I secured on my own with no help from you. And I'm going to see it through as my collaboration with this brand. This will not be a joint venture between us at this time. But there was a way to say that. Like, I would love to collaborate with you. But I think, one, I should be able to see this brand deal through. And then we can sit down and figure out how to collaborate and go back to the table to this brand and say, hey, and we have another great idea. Why not figure out how to get money three ways instead of just one? Christina do a brand deal. They collaborate, do a brand deal. Kobe didn't go on and do a brand deal with this company. To me, that looked like money three ways. But maybe I don't know shit. Uh, I agree. That's all I'm saying. Points were made. Looks like things are going to get really spicy next week because it looks like uh, Russell going to threaten the fuck out of Brandon. And it looks like lines are going to be drawn in the sand because... Kobe is going to uninvite Brandon and Christina from her birthday party that Russell is planning with her best friend. And or so let me say this. I believe that it wouldn't it wouldn't have gotten that far if Brandon had to shut the fuck up. Once he came in with the disrespect towards Kobe, it really put a wedge between Kobe and Christina. And it should have. Um, and then it looks like Latoya is going to be siding with uh, Kobe, and things are going to get real hectic. So, yeah. This is... your, what would you give, like, on the scale of 1 to 10? What would you give the season so far? I would say, like, a 7.5, because we do sign up for mess. True. And if these couples had perfect marriages, we, we probably wouldn't watch. So I know what the allure is of getting these three terrible-ass husbands but I, f- I feel like I wish I wish that there was drama in other ways aside from husbands not caring for, caring about, and caring to properly handle their wives. That's what I will say. But it is drama, and it is messy, and it is authentic. I agree. That's I what just I like wish about it. it. Was, I just wish it was one that just that wasn't so terrible. Yeah. Just give me one. Yeah. My God, is one is one husband that is decent enough? Is that is that too much to ask? My God damn. God damn. Speaking of husbands that are not decent, Sackway Jones. Hello. Love and Marriage Huntsville, the Black Expo Convention. <laughs> um <laughs> Black can I hold a hundred dollars? So let me say this. I do think Marceau was wrong. Okay. I, I said it last week and I'll say it again that you were supposed to collect registration and booth rental money by a certain deadline. If you hadn't collected it by that certain deadline, you needed to eat that cost because there was no reason to come to that lady the day of while she's setting up talking about where's your hundred dollar dollar. And if I knew you was going to be taking up this page, I would have charged you more. You lucky it's only a hundred dollars and shit like that. That shows me that y'all didn't have all y'all ducks in a row. And but I also need to I need Stormy to stop acting like Marceau came up to her like, bitch, where the money at? <laughs> yeah, I, I agree with because that. he did not. He did not approach her confrontational. He did not approach her 
approached her very in a nasty way. He approached her in a way thinking that she understood that there would be a registration fee to be a part of the convention. When he saw that she didn't understand that and she was unaware of a registration fee, you were supposed to say, you know what? No worries. We we know better for next time. Stormy acting like he spit on her. And that is very fucking weird to me. I, I think it's more so that she was annoyed. And again, it's Stormy. Like, she don't know how to be like, all right, man. You know what I'm saying? It's like, she was annoyed. And rightfully so. Because again, that's on you, Marceau. That's on y'all. With y'all cheap asses. But <laughs> at the same time, it's, it's one of those things where it's like, it's more so... She was annoyed, and also they were, like, literally at the expo, so it's like storming, you know, I mean, I get you annoyed, but come on now, it ain't, it ain't like he cussed you, cussed you the fuck out. Yeah. But still, Marceau, you knew, you and, T, you and Tisha big head asses knew better. Yeah, I agree. Um, okay. So, oh, where you wanna go? I was glad that Mel and her brother showed up. One thing about Marcus, Marcus don't play about Mel, and I think Marcus could whoop Martell ass. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. If anything, like, listen, I'm glad they rolled that footage back. If I was Marcus, it would be on site with Martell every time every every time I see this bald head bitch, it's on site. Yeah. But I think at the time they had that open court case, and so he didn't want to do shit to fuck it up for Mel. Yeah. Because Martell would have been the first one, like, and this is her brother who she had watching my kids. Look how he act. Just hello? Hello? I would have had them like, excuse me, um, bring in the footage from Mr. King and roll the booty for being footage. See, Judge, and, and, th- and this is the motherfucker who you think should have full custody? Exactly. I was glad to see Mel and Martell's brother have a little heart-to-heart. But I want to ask some questions. At the height of Martell and Mel's relationship and their business dealings where they were making all of this money... Why did Martel never pull his brother under his wing and put him on legally? Mm. And somebody said, because he was in jail. Yeah, he wasn't in jail that whole time where Mel and Martel were doing good. He ended up going back to jail. But yeah. there were periods of him being free when Martel could have certainly taken his brother under his wing, taught him some important things to know, and he could have been making money legally. Okay, I'm glad we're here because I'm not even going to lie to you. And this is no shade towards the brother. Um, and I'm glad that he's like getting his life together on the right track. But on Martel's part, it definitely feels performative. Absolutely. Because like you said, this could have happened before. Not only that, and let's call a thing a thing, the keyword that you said, Candace, the height of him and him of Martel and Mel business wise. Martel ain't at the height no goddamn more. If anything, that's male. Mm. So why in the motherfucker is now you were trying to get your brother on the straight and narrow path when you could have been doing this before? You know why? Because you this is all part of Martel's, you know, trying to rehabilitate rehabilitate his image. Yeah. Because because I'm sorry, I ain't no way in the hell you finna sit here and try to tell me you you just now trying to get your brother, you know, to turn his life around and stuff. When you could have been doing that, like getting him on in in on on the business, especially when again, like I said, you and you Martel was at your height when you was with Mel. Mel still at her height. Yeah, so. I can. I don't disagree with you, friend. Don't disagree at all. Right, but it was good, to, you know. To your point, it was good to see, you know, uh, his brother and Mel, you know, still having 
maybe not the relationship they used to have, but still a good one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. It was, it was good to see. I want to ask what formal education and credentials do Marceau have? Because he was on that stage not talking about a motherfucking thing. <laughs> <laughs> no business sense. <laughs> Who is the brains behind Scope? Tisha. I bet it's male. Because remember, Scope was started with Marceau <laughs> and uh, Martel and Tisha and male. And male. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. As we could... Oh. At first, I said, why did he not have Ines Wine there? That would have been a perfect marketing opportunity. And then I said to myself, so maybe you can't just go around selling bottles of wine. Maybe in Alabama, they require some type of license or they have a restriction. Why can't do it? But then the bean footage rolled and the camera rolled and I saw another vendor there selling wine. And where was Ines Wine? Mm. Where was that private label Sutter Home wine that you selling? Private label Mm. You you are a fucking loser and an idiot who cannot run a business without your ex-wife. And I am so glad that Maurice was honest about Mel being the brains behind that operation because it certainly shows. There was no reason not to have Ines Wine at that fucking Black Business Expo. You was just saying the shit was uh, gonna, be, gonna be sold worldwide, so where are they? You know why I wasn't there, friend? You know why I wasn't there? Because... Much like many things Martel has done post-divorce, that was just a performative venture to rehabilitate his image. Because he had the perfect, he had, because think about it, remember, he had the, the perfect setup, wine, you know, selling it for women, dedicating it to his, was it the grandmama? Yes, because, yes, because I remember his, was it his uncle that wanted to beat his ass? Yeah, it was. Yes, yes. It was, a, you know, dedicating it to his grandma, you know, trying to be like, listen, I know Martel done done bad, but look at him. He's trying to do something, giving back, being a family bag, et cetera, et cetera. He wasn't serious about that shit. And that's just another example. Because like you said, if you if you actually serious about this shit, why wasn't it there? But that's exactly it, because you 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 wasn't serious, Martel. You weren't serious about that wine venture. You weren't serious. You're not serious about being a, a business uh, a good businessman you're not serious about your shit especially considering you need to you need to be you need to be trying to make all the money you can because you got child support shit you're not a serious person martel you are very unserious and that's why that damn wine wasn't there continue friend um if there was a if ever there was a blueprint on how not to treat a woman who's battling an aggressive form of breast cancer this show is it why the fuck did Kimmy have to show up to a black business expo after going through radiation? Why was she not allowed to go home and fucking rest? That one, and I wish I could feel sorry for you, Kimmy, but you chose this life. You spend so much of your free time laboring for men who do not labor for you. As we see in the preview for the uh the the fall, the mid-season return, your husband is telling you that you not wanting to have sex is a mental thing and it has nothing to do with this the many medications and chemicals being pumped through your fucking body like what the fuck is that about like that literally dumbfounds me how y'all have not allowed this woman a moments of fucking rest as she fought for her fucking life yeah when she said like her being here was an act of love i, I cringe because of kim, kim and no 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 this was an, an act of love would have been them allowing you not to be there after literally dealing with chemo. Yeah. That would have been an act of love. 
or labor of love, if you will. Um, so this sit down, first of all, my God, Tiffany is unlikable. Why would somebody ask you to be a part of this expo when you are due any minute? Right? You were on do any day now status. Why were you fucking there? I mean, and not only to add to that, I agree with that, friend. Also, not even being funny, since when in the motherfucker has definitely been like. You just had words with Marceau, and Marceau and Lewis just had words with each other. Why would they be breaking their neck to have you be a part of this? You're not a part of the comeback group. Yeah, that's what I was saying. I got sidetracked in my thought because I ain't, I was trying to figure out how to word it. Not only are you not a part of the group, when in the motherfucker has Tiffany ever been interested in involving the rest of them in her business? Hello. Like, <laughs> you... Like, Motherfuckers don't even know what you do. And right? I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but it's like you have not taken a chance to let people get acquainted with what you, with what you do professionally. Why would they invite you to any fucking thing? Hello? Like, am I missing something here? Like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> what the fuck is going on? It was very weird. And Stormy, you a, you a flip-flopping asshole. Talking about it was half cooked and half put together. Okay, but you broke your neck to be a part of it. Mm. You broke your neck to be a part of it. No male didn't want to be a part of it. Right. Now, again, I'm not saying you're wrong. What I am saying is you damn sure participated or wanted to participate. Hello. So it might have been it might have been half cooked, but your eye was half cocked to try to get in. So I I don't know what to tell you, my baby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just I'm just saying. <laughs> like you went out of your way to be a part of some shit that you claim wasn't professional, wasn't this, wasn't that. It was first of all. This was the first one ever, right? And God, God bless it because I'm I'm kind of siding a little bit with Marceau and Tisha. There were gonna be kinks, there were gonna be bugs. I guarantee you the second annual black business uh expo will be a lot better. The venue will be bigger and so on and so forth. Things like this typically get better with time because every mishap you have. The next time when you're trying to figure out logistics for the next one, you're like, oh, no, we got to do something different. Because remember last time ABCD happened or last time the space wasn't big enough or next time we want to do find a space with two different areas, one where people could do, you know, panels and the other one where people have their booths set up and selling stuff and so on and so forth. Like it'll come together. And this is very, very grand coming from a bitch who can't never get her orders out on time for her business and got your husband driving 12, 15 hours to New York to drop off products. I, that was the little thing when, her, when uh, Marceau uh, brought up that $100. She was like, uh, when she was like, I got way too much shit to, uh, on my plate to be worried about this. Then why are you here? Yeah, why are you here taking up three booth spaces? Like, again, I believe they'll get better with time. Since you had so much to say, don't try to participate again. Go take your ass home. Get your orders packed and ready to ship out. Make sure the labels and shit is right. But stop speaking on what's not professional when all up and through Facebook groups and shit like that, you have a history of not being able to get people's orders to them in a in a um orderly fashion, in a timely manner. The call is coming from inside the house, Miss Mamas. Now, let's close out. Let's take our ass to Jackson, Mississippi with these uh goofy bitches. 
Which one? Oh. The wives or the husband? I want to talk about the wives first. Um, well, I want to talk about Marie and Letitia. It's time for us to stand in truth and transparency that Letitia is the ringleader of a lot of mess and allows Marie to do her bidding for her. Marie is the attack doll. Tisha is the setup doll. Yep. Because why would you go sit down and have lunch with somebody with a man who is claiming to be this woman's ex, this, that, and the third, and then not come back and say, hey, so-and-so reached out to me. What's the deal with this nigga? And she would have said, I've had to have this man arrested for stalking me. We have gone to court. I have an active protection order against him. Instead, y'all basically feed her to the fucking wolves and put her in danger yet again. We know. We and know. May I, add on, may I add on? Yes, please. Come on. And this is especially nasty coming from Tisha because, girl, Glenn had a whole tracking thing in a tracking thing in your vehicle to track you. Ma'am? <laughs> and not only that, we know statistically that the police do not help women when it comes to domestic violence. Correct. So saying, oh, he, they, the char- the charges was dropped even though they weren't, that's bullshit because that don't mean a man wasn't stalking a woman and intending to do her harm. Charges dropped does not equal innocent. Especially with domestic violence and sexual assault and things of that nature. Men get away with that shit all of the time. I, I just feel like, because obviously, like, the, I, for whatever reason, well, I, well, I have a, 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 a sound guess as to what the reason is, but Marie needs someone to fight with. This season, she's picked Tampa. Okay, cool. There's always got to be some kind of fight, you know, drama, whatever. I get it right. But going about it this way is just so nasty and violent. Yeah. Like, there's a million other things you and Tamara could be arguing about, fighting about, to, you know, fill the drama quota. But not there. And what does having this information do for your life? Right. Crack baby? Marie, what does this information do for your life when your mother over there fighting her demons and you fighting yours? You all in the next woman business and your mama has smoked her motherfucking teeth out her mouth. And then Ponder tried to pawn her dentures to get her next hit. Baby, get you some motherfucking business. And Letitia, you couldn't even get no motherfucking lease without Marie signing for it because your husband's so fucking crazy. Mm. And she shaded, your own friend shaded you about that. Well, speaking of business, I wanted to talk about the, first of all. <laughs> the, 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 the delusional number one real estate agent in jackson mississippi because I, why Jones. do everybody start out working with you and end up going with another real estate agent and buying a property you're the problem and it doesn't sound like you're the number one real estate agent in jackson it it don't sure now let me say a couple of things first of all uh i don't know if we said it last week or i don't know i don't know if you brought it up or i brought it up or whatever but the fact that these are grown-ass women Talking about a goddamn peace treaty party was fucking hilarious. Y'all are grown ass titty women. Grown <laughs> as hell. Talking about a goddamn peace treaty. Girl, what? But anyway, so that's number one. Number two, while I do think there is some validity to um, saying that Latrice got so, you know, mad because there are some things underneath the surface that she's bottled up and obviously we as the viewers we know you know her dealing with 
that bitch ass nigga of a husband who we will get to him later. Oh, um, we, we will agree. get there. But I don't think this was that. Oh, yeah, no, no, yeah, I would, yeah, that's what I was saying. Like, I, I, while I do agree that you know, obviously, teacher has some bottled up anger. At the same time, this wasn't the case of that, and I'm glad that she did get upset because I, you know, you know me, Candace. I've been saying this for I, what feels like the whole season. I am so sick of everyone trying to make Latrice feel bad for Gucci not being good at her fucking job. And not only that, so ghetto, so goofy, so so gullible, (laughs) is a fucking liar. So incapable of telling the truth. So inconsistent. So inconsistent. You told everybody in their mama, and this is why I got a problem with the the other women. Because for y'all to have a thing about liars, Maria and Leticia, why y'all didn't say nothing when so Gucci was sitting at that fucking table lying to talk about she came to Latrice first? Knowing she told everybody and their mama that you went with a different real estate agent before you told her at that fucking baby shower. This is why I say this is what they do is not sisterhood. It's not a collective because y'all should be able to hold each other accountable. Y'all was supposed to t- stand up and tell Marie and fucking Letitia they was wrong for what the fuck they did to Tambra. Hello? Y'all was supposed to get get up and tell uh, so Gucci. She absolutely told everybody about the situation before she spoke to Latrice. And Latrice apologized. She said, I wasn't trying to hurt you. I, I, business was business. And there's one thing that I agree with so Gucci about. When Latrice decided she was going to buy property and go to another real estate agent, she should have just called and told so Gucci. Like, I know you showed me a property. Um, I had another agent show me a different property. That's more what I needed. I hope we can work together in the future, but I'm going to go with the, the property I was shown by the other broker. But see, that's my, that's my thing though, is that me personally, I don't necessarily. As friends, y'all consider each other friends. Now, if this was just a real estate agent that she just kind of met and, or was referred, referred to, she didn't know her shit, but as a, as a friend, she because Aikisha did the same thing. But I want to say, how come every time you show a property, they end up going with somebody else? Yeah, but see, but that's also the other thing, though, and why I have an issue with them like holding, well, well, I've, them uh, being on T- Latrice's case about this so much because Aikisha did do the same thing. Gucci ain't had none of this damn smoke. Well, no, Aikisha called Gucci and told her. That while she appreciated her showing her a property, she was going to purchase a property through another agent. She she called oh, she and told So Gucci. And So Gucci even said that. She said, Aikisha called me and said she was going to go with another real estate agent to purchase her home. And I appreciated that. So, yeah, okay. she, well, that's she, fair. She, she did call and tell her. And again, even with Latrice. You know, she could have extended that type of thing, but to be carrying this out like you got stabbed in the back or like you money was taken yeah, out of like your mouth, it. that's the part. It's being weird. And for it to lead to you accusing her, and I feel like this is Latrice's biggest issue. She doesn't have a problem that so Gucci felt away. And she even apologized. She said, I apologize if that made you feel like I wasn't your friend or or you know that I you know didn't fuck with you like that. That wasn't the case. I was really trying to move quickly and find a space so it could get under renovations and get going. And I'm okay with you being upset with me and feeling how you feel. And hopefully we could get over it. So it should have been the end of it. That should have been the end of it. 
Yeah, so the it... whole thing of you accusing me so much of hating you or backstabbing you that you would insinuate I would invite another woman to come do you harm at my event and then have your husband in on it. Bitch, you a fool. Yeah. I And that's why I was I was glad that, you know, like I said, that Latrice got upset because, again, like, that's, you know, I didn't know about I didn't I I didn't think Akeisha had called her like I so that's fair that is fair to like try to to if if Akeisha called and let you know that's cool I, that is fair at the same time though and again this has just been my point this whole time and wouldn't have came to that if you were as good as your mouth says about your job if you hey, was wait. actually oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. You you on the right path there with that one. Like if you was actually that bitch, so Gucci, it wouldn't even need, wouldn't even have to have been a case of Latrice should have you know called you and let you know because you would have closed that deal right there. Latrice was the bag and you fumbled it. That's on you. I guess my question is if you if a potential client comes to you and says this is what I'm looking for this so I'm looking for this what I want. Why are you just showing one property at a time? Why don't you have a list of properties to show somebody? Nope. Hello. Why aren't you setting it up so y'all can see multiple properties in a day? Diversify your bonds, my nigga. Like, I am very familiar with real estate agents, and they typically want to show you multiple properties at a time. So I'm calling bullshit. I take it a step further, friend. I take it a step further. Gucci and by extension, JJ, pick this hill. Because if we if we keep t focusing on Latrice and how I'm, I feel backstabbed and betrayed and hurt and blah, 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 X, Y, Z, and the third, if we focus on this, then we don't have to talk about JJ not being father of the year like he claimed. We ain't got Absolutely. to talk about, we ain't got to talk about So Gucci not being step stepmother of the year like she claimed. Yeah. If we focus on Latrice, we ain't got to talk about what's going back on at home. And how you made breakfast for you and your husband and not your mom-in-law, but you don't understand why that lady can't stand you. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh my God. Was Mama... that fucking rude and unnecessary? <laughs> Mama just sitting over there like, damn, I ain't damn, I can't get no grits. Like <laughs> And I'm not I'm not trying to be funny, but you would have to see me for disrespecting my mom like that. Nine times out of ten, that lady wouldn't have wanted nothing. But you were for damn sure supposed to just offer it. She got a Gucci got a nasty spirit. She do got a nasty spirit. She do. Speaking of nasty spirits, yeah. Which one you want to get to? Because it's multiple of them. Um, I just want to say that I'm real sick of Marie and the my mom's a crackhead story. You are like 50 years old, baby. And and I and I and I don't mean to be rude. But this is a conversation I had before when I've gone and sat on that lady's couch. And that lady told me, at some point, you are responsible for your own healing because most people who have caused you trauma are not going to be the ones to come and heal it. Most people who put their, who cause trauma to other people are so knee deep in their own trauma and their own hurt and their own brokenness that you will spend the rest of your days in hell waiting for the person that hurt you to come also heal you. Your mama is not even a year sober. Your mama, it might not even be a day sober. Your mama has been a crackhead a majority of your fucking life. And I know that we hate to say this, but as somebody who has all these methadone clinics and talks about, you know, addiction and shit like that, 
you know that most people go to their fucking grave in their drug addiction. Most drug addicts never get clean and stay clean. That's why it is such a celebration when they do, because most of them don't. They die in their actively in their addiction. So I'm really sick of this storyline. And I feel like you're I feel like you are again, you have a nasty spirit. There is nothing kind that rings true to me whenever Maria's on my screen. Okay. All I see from her is her constantly trying to put the trauma caused by her mama. She wants to put that trauma back on her mother. And she does that by constantly reminding that lady, you a drug addict. You wasn't there for me. You didn't take care of me. You don't think she knows that. You don't think that contributes to her addiction. Yeah. It's, and again, like to piggyback off you, Candace, for someone in your profession, the fact that you don't even have self-awareness to recognize that is very telling. Very telling. Because I'm not even going to hold you. It high key feels like you're just using your mama and her 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 pain and her trauma and the things that she has, you know, unfortunately inflicted upon you. Feel like you're using the full storyline because you should be smarter than this. Yeah. I ain't trying like, to be funny, but this uh, shit need to be called the Bad Vibes Collective. The Bad, <laughs> the bad Vibes Collective. Because, like, I'm sorry, like, what sense does it make you trying to unpack these demons and get healing from your mama for her owning the truth when clearly your mama is still healing her goddamn self? Like, hell, ain't even healed. Still going through it. Truly, mistake. And, and I, <laughs> mistake. And not only that, hell, and as we know, hell, you not healed. Because, hell, while your mama going through it, still in her healing, still in her suffering, you without a, a shred of goddamn self-awareness, you still being vile. Like we talked about at the top of the, of the segment. Literally bringing, bringing up uh, to a woman a man who was accused of stalking her, bringing harm to her. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah. Like, did you think bringing up your mama's demons was going to make yours shine any brighter? Y'all need, I'm going to tell you, Mastink Monslow, so goofy, and Ayansha, y'all need your own show, and it should be called the Bad Vibes Collective. Y'all are some miserable, messy bitches who do, who aim to harm the other women. I saw, because you know, sometimes I watch these on YouTube. It, all the YouTube comments will call an Akisha uh, a dick, a clit rider. Definitely. She gonna do anything she gotta do to have some TV time without having to be transparent about what goes on in her own life and Hello? why that husband is living away from her. Hello, because like somebody pointed out, like the that the 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 the, uh, the hate that she has for Latrice this season. Yeah, y'all was just besties last season. Yeah. Well, what the fuck is going on here? Yep. You just riding so Gucci's uh, uh, clit tails is what you doing. And I thought it was weird that you brought up that uh, so Gucci brought up Selena fucking Cliff, and then uh, Latrice was like, "Shit, if she fucked Cliff, if she sucked Cliff, shit, we sucked them together, bitch. What is you saying?" And here go Marie talking about she admitting that they had a threesome. No dumb bitch for a bitch that claims she's so smart, you plum fucking dumb. Exactly. She's saying if a bitch sucking my husband dick, then we doing it together, bitch. So what's up? Exactly. Like, it just being fucking weird and even weirder at this birthday party. 
Also, so Gucci, when y'all went to help Aikisha unpack, this is another thing that give me y'all talk all this big money shit. Why y'all don't pay people to help you unpack? There are literally there are literal companies that help pack a house and unpack a house. You just tell them where you want shit to go. Y'all be talking this big money shit, but then you got to throw a party to get your raggedy ass friends to help you unpack. And so Gucci was over there dressed like Pop Rapper the Rapper. <laughs> she was over there dressed Pop like Gucci the Rapper. Like, what are you fucking... And this birthday party was weird. I thought it was really fucking weird for JJ to hire a fucking stripper. He couldn't afford a real gift. A fucking stripper from Jamaica is not no gift to me. Booyaka, booyaka. No, nah, I thought and... it. I, I thought it was. I didn't understand it. I really didn't. Um, It's one of those things where... Do I think it's like inherently messed up or problematic? No, but it's still weird. And what was even weirder was Cliff, Cliff watching Latrice watch a male stripper. Are y'all the fuck okay? No, they are not. I, and forgive me if I'm wrong, but I do not think I am. We've said it once and I'll say it again. When those cameras are not rolling, Cliff is physically, mentally, emotionally, and verbally abusing Latrice. I believe that wholeheartedly that that man whoops her ass. And I think it is it is the reason for a lot of her like how she try like she's numb to shit and withdrawn because she is at home fighting for her fucking life. The money not worth it. That man shouldn't. That man wasn't bit. That stripper wasn't bit more thinking about you than a man in the fucking moon. He came to get fucking paid and get the fuck on. Exactly. And it was really fucking weird to see all of those women having fun laughing and shit like that and cliff is just standing there watching like a fucking goofball like ew like none of the none of the other husbands was it was just fucking like weird. jj like jj was around but here he was the host here he like he this, this was his party for his for his wife hell he had to that shit was weird and then to call glenn imagine calling a nigga who almost had an outside baby to try to tell on his estranged wife and he called in there talking about as long as you got my last name. What way do your last name hold, Glenn? Who the fuck is you? What, what's so important about your last name? If your last mm-hmm. name was if your last name was that important to you, you could have kept your dick in your goddamn pants so you could keep your wife. Ooh, 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 ooh. Let me tell you. Let me. Let me l- allow me to have the floor for a little bit, friend. I do not like most of any of these niggas on these shows. But the two that I cannot stand the most, the two that I, I, I say this with my whole Cliff chest, and the, Glenn. the two that I hate are Cliff and Glenn. They are everything. It, you think of every criticism, and there are, and there are many, <laughs> that, that people have about men. These two niggas are the textbook example. Stupid, controlling, chauvinistic, misogynistic, patriarchal like every everything every ism everything you could just throw at the book name name something problematic it's these two niggas again is it kind of weird that jj had a male stripper show up yeah we already said that but nigga you are there with your wife you acting like your wife was sucking his dick on the goddamn floor everybody was having a good time you had to make it fucking weird by being just just Un- uncomfortably controlling and then to call first of all to call another grown ass man to say that his wife who is not his wife 
They estranged. They separated. They ain't even in the same goddamn house anymore. To call him and then embellish. Like, literally, it's just the man, the stripper was there. He was doing his thing. Nobody was touching him. Nobody was sucking him. Nobody was fucking him. Nothing crazy was going on. To embellish and make it seem like Tisha was out here having an orgy with the goddamn man. And to pump Glenn's stupid ass head up because y'all two dumbass peas in a goddamn pod that he has the audacity, the unmitigated gall to call and dictate what a grown ass, grown titty ass woman can do. You, Nick, I'd say this with my whole heart. With my whole heart. Glenn and Cliff, y'all are two bitch made ass niggas. Nothing about you, as Cliff tried to say, like the other, I think it was a couple of episodes ago. Nothing about you are real men. Nothing about you are real people. Y'all are two grown ass man children who don't know shit, can't do shit, ain't about shit. And that's why y'all wives, you resent your wives because y'all not about shit. And you drag them down to try to stoop to your level. And sadly, sadly, they allow you to. Mm-hmm. Yep. Prayers down to you two bitch ass niggas. And I hope you hear this. And I, 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 I wish, I hope and I wish that you hear me and feel some type of way. We don't want y'all bitch ass niggas to be happy. You in the and same boat that, with Marlo. Suffer. Yeah. And if you got a problem, I, I come try to solve it, you whole ass niggas. I invite you to. Come try to solve it. That's all I got to say. You got anything, friend? I I do not like them niggas. No. And uh, and next week's preview, you know, all the ladies start talking about what's really going on at Tree's home, and I think they should, especially after she conf- after she's confronted by Letitia, saying your husband was totally out of line, totally out of order, and needs to mind his fucking business. And she talking about, well, I'm gonna stick by Zaddy, baby. Stand up. Please, please. Get out of the sunken place. Please. And, and he fucking geriatric. Your sunken place is a fucking nursing home. <laughs> the one thing the I AARP. will say. AARP. The one good thing I will say, and this is probably the kindest thing I'm going to say about JJ, probably the whole season, is he that. Be doing that weird shit Cliff be doing and Glenn be doing. Not only that, it seems that he and is. It was somebody else's husband he was talking to. I can't remember from the preview, but I hope he doesn't back down. I think it was Akeisha husband. Okay, it was okay. So that was Akeisha husband. Okay, I, I thought it was. Um, he he ain't fucking with it. He has a problem with it, and rightfully so. And I hope he doesn't back down because you know Cliff and and Glenn bitch ass is gonna try to try, size him up and try him up. I hope he don't back down, and I hope he sticks to his guns and. Again, if they have, if they try to have an issue, if they try to have a problem, solve it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I agree. Well, we'll be back next week, and uh, be sure to subscribe on your listening platform, whether it's Apple Music, Spotify, Google, um, Stitcher, wherever it may be. Be sure to subscribe so that when a new episode is posted. You'll get a notification. Also, be sure to sign up for our Patreon. Treat yourself, don't cheat yourself. $5 level, red noise level, gets you access to Ratchet Reloaded, which is the companion show where we will be talking uh, about love during lockup. We'll be wrapping up Bad Boys Texas, where Relly and Chef D have been into it all over social media. Oh, really? Uh, Really. 
Yeah, uh, Relly said Chef D ain't nothing but a dick rider and had the same feeling that we had when he kept saying my twin, my twin, my twin. He was like, that is not your fucking twin. The only thing you and this nigga got in common is you fat like him. And I guess he got a little smoke. I guess he got a little smoke for Jonathan too. And really let the motherfuckers know. He said, I'm self-made for real. I made myself. I, I capitalized on a viral moment hopping out of fucking truck when I was working at a car dealership. Really made really. Really ain't had to hop on nobody else's wave to be uh to be popping. So yeah, they've been into it all over social media. Um Black Ink New York been interesting. Love and hip hop interesting. So be sure to subscribe, flawless noises. Um Patreons at patreon.com slash flawless noises. Sign up now. Go ahead now. Go ahead. Have yourself some fun. And like I said, we'll be back next week. We out.